hey everyone welcome back to underneath the palm tree i hope you guys enjoyed my last video my last introduction episode to the podcast i hope you guys will check out my Substack and view the post related to today's podcast episode which is in the description box if you'd like to check out any of the links or any of the references i'm speaking about just check it all down below i would love if you guys did your own research today's topic is mothers the foundation of the home and society I, this is something that I feel very strongly about, especially in the last couple of years since COVID. Um, kids have been at the forefront and have been at the stake of many um, different policies that have been enacted upon our society. Um, but we'll get into that in the video. So becoming a mother is a role that requires a lot of accountability. You are liable for your child's future to a very important extent as a mother. You are um, the main role the, the main gatekeeper, let's say, for the first couple years of your child's life. So with this role, a little bit of accountability will go a long way. So that's the good news. So yes, it is a serious task. It is a serious role. And some might even say it's a job. Um, and with this, at least a little bit of accountability really goes a long way. And um, that's something that we need to remember. A little bit of effort really um, helps your children and makes them feel like you're there for them so we always start small right um us parents father and mother we are liable and responsible to care and guide for our children properly um women ourselves we play a unique role in the upbringing of a child mothers are irreplaceable and incomparable literally no one can take your role or your place in your family um you can hire a nanny you can hire a bunch of people you could even bring their grandmother and you could bring people who really love your children but nobody will ever replace you for your children or your family for that matter for your husband for your children um just you are the central role and foundation of your home so that's just important to know i hope that can empower you to feel really um sometimes a motivation for us is to feel needed or to represent ourselves properly and I think that you know understanding that you are irreplaceable and that literally there's nobody in the world that could take your job from you that is very motivational to me personally so just a quick disclaimer at the beginning of this episode this episode is not a soft one okay it's not full of excuses or justifications um, if it sounds direct and a little bit crass or not crass harsh um, then it is really intended to be kind of more direct and a little bit um, it's not the most pleasant thing to hear you would want to hear somebody telling you like oh it's okay um, everything's gonna be fine you know you don't need to worry this is not that episode um, there is definitely times for compassion. This is just not one of those episodes, okay? So like I will have episodes where maybe we can be, have more of an understanding and see where issues come from and how to solve them effectively, how to help each other. Um, but this is not that episode and you know if you want to see that episode we can definitely work with each other. So I know that we're starting off strong, just I, did, I think you guys deserve the truth and honesty and I think that that's definitely what I'm trying to aim at here, okay? All right, 
So um, let's just start off with a little bit of understanding, like don't get me wrong, okay? I totally understand that our own background and the relationship with our parents will affect us whether we like it or not, okay? I don't like my situation with my parents. I wish my parents would have been stayed, would have stayed together. I wish my parents, you know, plenty of things. You could wish all day long about what your life could have been like if not for the actual life you have. But if you already have kids, there's not a lot of time to say, well, I wish my life would have been like this or like that, right? Um, you could dream, daydream all you want, and that's just not your reality, unfortunately. But you can, the beauty in that is that you can, you can take that desire and use it as an opportunity to grow and improve your character for your kids. A lot of people know that they had a harsh childhood and they don't really try to, they don't really try to like improve for their kids. Maybe it's subconscious, maybe I'm not making like justifications in this episode. I totally get that there's reasons, but I want you guys to be the people that um, improve your character and to that improve yourselves for the betterment of your children, not to their detriment, not not staying in cycles of your family, being a certain way, and your parents are a certain ways, so you continue that cycle, right? Um, we want to start we want to start taking notes of our daily actions and where they come from i did this and this helped me a lot if i felt irritable at a certain time um if i was snapping at my husband for no reason just take a just take a note of it you don't have to act on it right away you can just take a note of it and it's important to understand that if you don't do the work now like now if your kids are young or even now while they're still in your home you will not be able or you will most definitely not reap the benefits and the beauty of your children. Everybody knows this. People that have had bad relationships with their parents will not reap the beauty and the benefits. Even if your kids become successful, they realize who you are if you are a bad parent and they will not want to deal with you. They will not want to interact with you because now they are the successful adult. Um, if you want to keep a healthy relationship with your children, then I would definitely suggest treating them with respect. Um, that's just the honest truth. I know a lot of people don't say that, but if you do want to continue a relationship with your children, where they would also like to reciprocate that with you, then you need to respect them to a certain extent. You need to respect their childhood. I know it's hard to change and get out of habits, okay? Um, it's not easy. There's a lot of science about this, about habit changing. There's a lot of a lot of research on this basically and i just want to say that it's just the basic is that it's important to show up for your children okay i know all of this is very serious it's very hard but just showing up just doing the work just even if you want to do the bare minimum okay i know it's hard to change but it's important to show up for your children it's important to find your motivation before you hit rock bottom. I gave you a couple of motivators just now, okay? I gave you the relationship, the future of your relationship with your children. I gave you um, self-image, you know, you're not replaceable for your kids. Do the best work that you can, you know, you're an irreplaceable role in your home or whether that motivation is that you would like to have a beautiful relationship in the long term with your children. A lot of people who aren't motivated necessarily with their kids are just thinking short-term survival mode. Thinking in short-term and survival mode is a habit 
and it is a cycle maybe from our families maybe just from the society we live in to be honest but it is important maybe even if you are like that outside maybe you need it for your work to be able to make your home a place of safety and protection for your children i don't want to see you guys hitting rock bottom um don't get me wrong hitting rock bottom is also um, a, a way to find motivation. It is definitely a lot of people hit rock bottom and then they only grow higher, right? That's how certain people work. I know that's how I've worked in the past. Um, hitting rock bottom is is for some people the best way to motivate yourself and for others and most people can find motivation in different ways. So that's my goal. So as mothers, we carry our children inside of our wombs. And that time inside of your womb is also super influential for your children from just a biological perspective. It is so cool and interesting to know when the baby's heart is growing, when its brain is forming, you know, that's super important. Um, and it's also just as important once they come out. I get that being a mother is an intensely big role and everybody doesn't have the same set of circumstances or even any sort of ideal circumstance for that matter some people just not only don't they have the same set of circumstances as you they have really bad circumstances and i think that's the beauty of being a mother is that you can be a mother whether you're a millionaire or if you have tons of money and three houses or if you're a mother living in a hut in ecuador okay i really i honestly i see the beauty in that and i think it's very beautiful that as women we can connect we can choose to move beyond our self-image um some call it ego i just like to call it you know our flesh our materialism and to be able to connect on that frame um becoming a mother will hopefully make you realize that you are not to be stuck in your own ways you definitely can't get stuck in your way in your own ways as a mother and you can't afford to um your life changes whether you like to or not in a sense, your world is now guided and led by your children. Take that for better or for worse, okay? Some people see that their children change their life and they decide that that's terrible, it's horrible, my body changes, I feel so hormonal, I feel disgusting, you know? You can make it, you can make anything beautiful seem disgusting and ugly and like a burden. Or you can have, you have people who say, you know, my child changed my life for the better. They saved me, right? So yes, your body will change whether you think positively or negatively about the situation with your baby. Um, it's your choice to see and to put in the work for your child to cultivate that relationship. So if you want to just always be negative and just dragging your kids along life and just helping them survive and... You know, that's your choice, of course. There's people who like to see it either way. As with everything, of course. Children require that we understand how to maintain relationships in a healthy and precise manner. Women naturally tend to relationships. This is really self-evident. I don't think that we need studies or research done on the natural tendency for women to um, cultivate and tend to relationships. I think that that's like <laughs> trying to study that we have two eyes is pretty self-evident and that that's the average thing that occurs in a human being and we learn how to adjust as women we know how to adjust based on our perceptions of our environment this is called um, a form of attunement and this is a psychological term um, this is a skill that most most women have not all 
um, it's really just crucial at large in society. It's crucial that women have this um, for us to be the ones that have that. And more precisely, um, in our own families, it's the most important, especially with our children, who are the most vulnerable and who rely on adults who can read the cues and act on behalf of the child. The baby or the child needs to change their diaper if they need to eat, if they're hungry. They can't really communicate that in the first couple of years of their life properly. And even if they can talk after a certain age, or if they're an early talker, they don't know how to distinguish what which feelings are what necessarily and express it. So if they're hungry, they might not express, I'm hungry, they might throw a temper tantrum or start tearing apart the house. You know, you need to be able to attune to them and read them and understand that, you know, oh, they haven't eaten in like a couple hours or they didn't eat lunch so well. So let's try and give them a snack or another meal. I know I'm rambling your heads off, we get it. Women are important, but why do women matter so much in the home? Why, why do we matter so much in the home? That's really a good question. I touched on this just briefly a couple minutes ago. Women are the foundation of the home. Your body nurtures your baby and then postpartum, it provides the food and safety for the baby, okay? Our whole body was made to provide for your child. Your whole body was made to provide for your child. In the same way that a man or a husband was made to provide for his family, his, biologi his biological structure as a man makes him stronger, have more endurance, um, to make more risks. He needs to provide for his family. His body is made for that. Your body was made to provide for your child, and it was made for that. Now, given hormones and biology, which is... I would, it's fascinating, I keep saying that, but I would really look it up because it is very, like, wondrous, um, and it makes you realize how amazing your body is, especially if you're pregnant right now or you're planning on becoming pregnant soon, you, you will be fascinated. There is a natural strong bond between a mother and her baby, and that can never, ever, 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 ever be altered. It's as natural as walking. Newborns need and crave their mothers. They feel safe and secure nestled in their mother's arms while suckling milk at their breast. It really doesn't matter how big or strong you may ha you might have the strongest and biggest husband and the biggest man around you and they cannot provide the same feeling of protection and safety that a, that a mother can provide for the baby. The man can help and aid the woman to feel safe so that she can then provide that for the baby. Family is a structure, it's an ecosystem. The man makes you feel safe, he's providing, he's protecting you so that you in turn can provide and protect for the children the most vulnerable people in society. The main issue I find most nowadays with that relationship is that of that attunement bond. So I find that what alters that the most, in my opinion, is technology, whether it's ranging from phones to hospitals. I, th I think it's definitely causing more of an alienation between the natural bond of a baby and their mother, and it causes unnecessary harm and stress to both parties, so to the baby and to the mother. I have a lot to say about hospitals and their abuse of women during and after birth and I can honestly bring my own examples. I only have one example of birthing at a hospital. My second birth was a um, with a midwife at a birth center and that was an amazing birth, thank god. Um, I can bring, and I'm sure that most women can, can for sure give me examples and we can bring people on to talk about that, but that's for just another episode. Uh, so there's this experiment, it's called the still phase experiment. You can find it on YouTube or there's a link to it in an article to it on the Gottman Institute website 
Institute's website. And I can leave you a link down below in my Substack article so you can read it. It shows a woman staring at her baby blankly while the baby looks for some sort of reassurance. So the baby is looking at the mother's face, like wondering like what's going on. And the mother is just staring blankly off into the baby's face. The reaction of the baby given a blank face or a still face, as the experiment implies, the reaction of the baby is frantic and scared. There is a lot of research on attunement, attunement and attachment theory, um, but this one in particular I find very scary because if you think about the face that you make while you're looking at your phone or looking at technology, most people have a blank expression unless there's like a funny scene or a sad scene, right? So most of the time you have just a still almost blank face while you're looking at these things and a lot of us get distracted and we watch TV or we use our phones while we're around our kids. I'm not saying it's bad to use your phone or to watch a video around your kids. Not at all. I do that also, okay? That's not bad. I'm just saying, keep in mind, you know, technology, it wasn't around when we started developing the relationship between mother and child. And it wasn't around for most of history. So just take that into account and just be more mindful of, you know, your baby's reactions to certain things that you're doing, right? Let's let's find a good attunement relationship with our kids. I really recommend to read up on this study and attachment theory in general if you would like to understand the necessary components of a mother in a newborn relationship. So I could go on about this all day. I could read you all the research. There's a lot of great podcasts that talk about this specifically. And yeah, um, that's just my little take on it. Having a moral home is a gift for your children as the foundation for their life. Children are the focus of the household and they are the next generation of society. Each child grows up to become an important member of society. Women get to birth and nurture them. That is an honor in my opinion. I'm just trying to pep talk you guys. This is really an honor and it's really incredible. I know society tells you otherwise, but please realize what an honor this is. We can see that everybody understands and inherently knows how important it is, how important children are and their nurturing in the current culture war. This is specifically in concerning the issue of parental rights. The question being, Shouldn't parents have the right to decide what their children are being taught in school with our own taxpayer-funded schools? And how far can the school boards overreach their authority over parents while also using intimidation tactics? There are teachers talking to children who are way too young to be talking about topics such as queerness and gender ideology, even considering their sexual orientation and prompting questions about pronouns teachers are data mining students. There's a lot going on here, but what is truly at stake, regardless of what is actually going on, is the children. Talking or even thinking, pondering, daydreaming about these topics in young kids can be traumatic, traumatic, and psychologically damaging. Their brains are not developed enough to be contemplating such ideas. That is a fact, and any true, honest child development specialist can verify that for you. Also, given the fact that if they were not teachers, but they were just a friend of the family and they were at your house talking to your child, to your eight-year-old child about 
what the adult sexuality is and what they identify as, as well as giving them prompting questions, it would be bizarre, it would be strange, and they will end up on a list. Ladies, it's time for us to step up to the plate and take our children's education and forming of their character into our hands again. It's time to ask ourselves, okay? These are really important questions. I think that will really help you understand and just take a good look at your life and your relationship with your kids in general and just improve your overall well-being. What role do you want to play in your child's life? Just in a more general or broad sense, okay? In, in life, in the grand scheme of your child's life, when they're 30, when they're 18, when they're 52, okay? What role do you want to play? Do you always want to be the mother that's neglectful and not really involved in their life? Do you want to be the overbearing mother? Do you want to be the nurturing mother? Do you want to be a friend? Just, just think about it in general. Next question. What feelings do I want my children to carry for the rest of their lives? from their home okay so yes your children will change throughout life not having anything to do with you maybe friends maybe circumstances maybe environment but what specifically do you want them to carry from your home and are your actions that you're doing right now consistent with that goal so the first question was about the role that you want to play yourself personally with your child the second is really about what do you want your home to represent to your child does your home represent a safe haven for your child from the world? Will they want to carry that on to, for their kids? Will they, so next question. I'm really passionate about this. I'm sorry. I'm really just throwing the questions out. What skill or knowledge do I need to acquire to succeed my goals? So what knowledge do I need? Do I need to understand how child's development works? Do I need to understand how to homeschool if that's in the plans for you? Do I need to understand how to have more patience? How to be more mature in my re reactions in my relation to my kids am i relating to my kids in a childlike manner or am i behaving as a parent should just acquiring skills in general is a very good thing to have um, in your own little toolbox i think that's really important also and next question is who or what am i allowing to access my kids okay so this is just gonna be brief and who is accessing your kids who are your kids alone with just make a list what are they accessing? What do those people believe in? Just be aware. Just ask yourself that question. We have given up the responsibility of education and the formation of the character of our children and delegated the task to teachers who we barely know anything about. That's just the system, unfortunately. It's okay to delegate tasks, but you will always be making some sort of trade-off or sacrifice if you are not the one doing the task of raising your own children, right? We have a home. And if you're delegating the task for somebody to bake the cake for the Thanksgiving dinner and somebody else to clean the living room, then you are making a trade-off. I will not be doing it, and I will have to trust that they're doing it in the way that I would like them to, right? Um, so if you're responsible for the dinner and somebody makes the cake not so well, then it will fall onto you because you were the one responsible for it. If you were the one responsible for cleaning the home and you delegated the task to somebody who doesn't know how to clean, then it's going to fall on you. Um, you send your kids off to a school and you're the one responsible for their character and their education and the person that's teaching them is not really capable of doing so, then the responsibility will again fall on you once those children are mature. I just want you guys to make sure and to understand that your sacrifices the sacrifices you make need to match your morals and your goals. 
it's also important that we allow ourselves to be mothers, okay? We need to feel empowered in our natural capabilities. I want this to be a very empowering speech. I don't want to make excuses for you. You are not weak. You are a strong woman. And you should not be ashamed of being a woman, of your capabilities as a mother, your understanding of your children. That's who you are. You don't need a childhood psychology degree to understand if your child is going through a hard time and needs more compassion. Just trust your instincts, mama, and stop letting people push and bully you into submission. Okay, a childhood psychology degree doesn't take into account thousands of years of mothers of experience in our own biology and in our own DNA. There's nothing that can replace that. Just, I hope you guys understand how, how much you know. You guys, you mama bears, you guys know what you're doing, okay? Yes, I do think you should ask for advice when you, you should be humble and ask for advice when you're not sure, but in general, in life, you know your kids better than anybody else. Who are these people anyway, judging your every move? Do they pay your bills? Are they there? Were they there when they, you birthed a child, when you carried the baby? You know, they, they don't matter. These people that have all their opinions and nasty, snarky bullying tactics, they don't matter. They never have and they never will. At the end of your life, when your kids are by by you and have grandchildren, those people, that childhood psychologist is not gonna be there, okay? That teacher that's bullying you is not gonna be there. All right, so as French feminist icon Simone de Beauvoir said very nicely, and I mean that very sarcastically, in 1976, no woman should be authorized to stay home to raise her children. Women should not have that choice because if there is such a choice, too many women will make that one. This is the feminist narrative and goal. It also happens to be the current mainstream goal and rhetoric. If they could, and I mean this by they the feminist or those people, they could and they would not, if they could, they would not give you a choice but to do their own will what they want to see you do, their own bidding. They want to take your choice away from you. Speaking of feminism, there is a study from Yale that I read recently. I can link it for you guys. And it's about women's overall happiness and satisfaction in life and how it is and how it has in fact declined in the past 40 years. The study also implies that the main beneficiaries of the feminist movement and women becoming equal to men were men. So the study read that men had more net gain and women in turn are now more unhappy than ever before, okay? I'm not making the choice and I'm not making this up. I'm not trying to make your choice for you. I'm not trying to take away your choice from you to make you feel like it's impossible to have a career and be a mother. I'm not trying to do that. I believe that to, to make a true choice, you need to be able to see both sides clearly. If you do not see both sides, it's because somebody else's decision to influence you or coerce your choice mainstream narrative of feminism is the popular narrative and that is the popular choice you automatically need to have a career and a job to be a woman nowadays the choice i am presenting to you today is way less popular and seemingly more traditional i do admit that i stand by my own choice to educate my children because i stand by my own choice to educate my children because i have seen and experienced both ends of the spectrum and understand both sides. I hope you enjoyed this episode. 
I'm sorry to end off on such a strong note. I feel very passionate about this topic and I hope that it's portrayed through this episode. I hope it allows you to make a clear decision and allows you to see all of your options clearly. I would love to revisit this topic or give some direction to or resources to you guys. You can always contact me. My email is down below. And, and yes, it's my personal email. I will reply whenever I see it. I would highly recommend that you do your own research on this topic as it is so important, important and there's a lot at stake. I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. This was Underneath the Palm Tree with your host Ariella. That's me. Feel free to rate and follow and check out the associated post on my substack. The link is in the description.